Hello world, this is Clarence K. Johnson with Gender Swag. Gender Swag is Love Beyond Labels, and tonight you are listening to an episode of Testimony on Gender Swag Radio. For those of you who don't know about Gender Swag, Gender Swag is simply Love Beyond Labels. We don't uh, subscribe to society's version of self. Um... So, um, LGBTQ for me, out. I don't identify as being gay. I don't adopt to black for obvious reasons. For those of you who are not watching the video version of this um, segment of testimony on Genesis Swag Radio, I am what I'd like to think a caramel brown, caramel, caramel brown, which ain't got nothing to do with black. Colors have specific um, reference in spirituality. I don't know if any of you are aware of this, but I did my research on things, and the color called black, or the absence of color, which is known as black, spiritually does not connect with me at all. And um, this isn't to say that I remove myself in any way, shape, or struggle for the equality, the rights, the civil rights, and the fair treatment um, for people who do identify as being black. The struggle is real for me regardless of whether or not um, black is on my checkbox. You know what I mean? And so I just want to let you know that. But for spiritual reasons, I don't adopt the color because it it doesn't suit me. I feel like um, with each and every one of us, diversity is the hallmark of God. And therefore, all of our different shades, when you look in the mirror, you should really be excited about what you see in regards to what your, your shade is, your pigmentation, your, your color. Um, from the, the, the lightest of the shades down to the sublime of the darkest of the shades, the, the purples in the, in the brown uh, mix, there is incredible incredible amount of artistry put into us and we need to celebrate that okay so that's one of my things tonight on testimony I wanted to talk about um, reputation versus sobriety um, sticks and stones or you know what's the the rhyme sticks and stones may break my bones but names could never hurt me I think I got that right. I got I haven't said that in, um, you know, since the horse and buggy and cobblestone days here in New York. It's been that long since I've said that. Um, but let's examine what that means. I mean, name-calling, words have power. Okay, so we're just going to start there. Words have power. I was once involved in a domestic dispute. Um, a relationship separation where I was being abused, um, not physically, but um, through words and actions. And uh, it was a real powerful 
moment in my life because I was fighting for my life. This person did not want to let me go and was uh, actively terrorizing me. Um, anyway, in court, uh, I had to defend myself uh, in regards to my case and why I felt it necessary to get a restraining order uh, against this person um, who was showing real signs of mental instability. And so um, I proceeded to argue my case against two lawyers because um, the person that I was going up against happened to have some uh, coins in the bank. And, um, you know, I won't go into how those coins were there, but, but I tell you there were a lot of coin in that bank there was. And so there were two attorneys in that courtroom uh, trying to take me down and just calling me everything. Um, but the child of God that I am. And so it was a fight, but the decision was given in my favor because the judge um, at the end of the day said, um, words have power. And we do believe based on the evidence that's been presented in this courtroom that there has been a significant amount of abuse and therefore we grant this person, Clarence K. Johnson, um, the win on this uh, claim. And so um, I'm starting this out to say that if you are currently in a stage of being sober and in recovery in particular, you're going to have um, your work cut out. Sobriety is really one of the most hardest things, um, you know, uh, for people who are really attached to the past and um it's hard on its own i mean you know the physicality of being sober and in in purging your your mind your body and your soul of um being dependent on uh intoxicants and and um you know temporary euphoria uh it's a really big transition to undergo and so you really should uh, prioritize being in the right company. Um, that includes uh, people who are, you know, trained to treat and help and guide and um, in some cases even assist with medication, a healthy long-term existence, being free of substance abuse, and mental illness um, related to substance abuse or on its own. Um, so when we are talking about reputation, it can play a really significant part in um, a person's recovery. If you are not able to handle being in your own lane, a new lane that you've swerved into, um, you know, which is recovery. You've got the lane of the people who were in your past and you all in that, you know, lane together. And then you have your new lane of um, going forward. That's the analogy that feels appropriate. You're going forward on your new lane, right? Well, the people who are on um, old lane, you know, they're driving down old lane road they still on the old lane road. So everything that it goes and lives and all the houses and all the things that happen, all the um, 
pit stops and ditches and, uh, you know, all that shit is still there for them. And they are comfortably, for the most part, most people, staying in on Old Lane Road and reliving everything that occurred on Old Lane, that occurs still on Old Lane Road. Think of Old Lane Road as being um, a road, you know, what is it, that, those circular uh, entranceways into a person's private home area, um, and it just goes around well that's what old lane road is for people and um who can't let you uh recover um there could be a lot of really excellent um evidence against a person who is uh in recovery as to the damage that was done by said person while they were sick and by no means am i on this radio show tonight advocating that other people's feelings are not important when you are in your way on your way of being uh, sober I'm not saying that at all in fact what I'm trying to tell you is that feelings in general words attached to uh, feelings generate energy generate power and they can empower you, and you can be, um, you can use it as fuel to continue to go forward and progress and be steady and get your clarity and not depend on chemicals. Or those words and those scenarios of abuse that may have been done to you, and definitely things that you have done to other people while you were um, abusing. Uh, that stuff can like leave you stuck right where you are in the same spot for years and decades and possibly lifetimes for some of us who are unfortunate enough to get this kind of support and um really that's what it is uh this kind of testimony that i'm doing right now on gender swag radio is no different from somebody being stuck out on old lane road and you got a flat tire. The flat tire is you reliving all the shit that happened every day. And the brain is a fascinating computer system because what is inputted into our brains in regards to uh, experiences and, and, and things that we watch and how we dress and all of that stuff is data that we retain and we, uh, we process data like the most high-tech computer that ever was and that's really what our brains are. And so the data that gets processed is our lives, how we live our lives day to day. And that's a really pretty tight analogy. Um, but it's true. And so what that means is um, when you when you need to clean your computer out of free get it free of viruses and all the language that goes with that, it's real stuff. And just like you would with a broken device that has a virus, and if you can, you know, most of us have been through that horrible experience where you open up whatever device it is, your phone or your laptop or your desktop. And 
you see the havoc that a virus has is is doing and you freak the hell out because you're like oh my god i've been invaded my shit is gone i mean it just sends us into this panic mode and that's really the energy that you carry on your back day to day when you are not able to get rid of bad energy centered around past experiences dealing with people from your past the negativity that occurred in your past allowing yourself to be cleansed and and have your computer cleaned out your mental and spiritual computer involves getting um, assistance you would go to a professional somebody who is experienced at getting rid of viruses and um, you know spiritually speaking those things are pretty hard to find if you're not um, used to looking uh, for that kind of assistance and what I mean is a lot of people especially brown-skinned people are not raised to think of um, psychiatry of any kind particularly psychotherapy as being um, a viable option to cure you as a healthy choice to make it's changed a lot in um, you know the latter years people have grown up um, in regards to treatment for mental illness and addiction to the point of where therapy is now reputed respectfully as being a good fit for people to seek that out I know I was on that road for eight years no, probably more than I'm so bad with this time reference the alcohol really did a number on me mentally um, so I don't have my my dates together and but I know I've been clean for quite a few years at a minimum of uh, seven years possibly as long as eight or nine um, from alcohol my mental uh, challenges um, took a little bit longer for me to you know to rope them in and behave at a hundred percent I really feel like I got my my shit together now but it, it it lagged behind my sobriety and my abstinence with the booze uh, I went into a church in a religious setting I don't occupy that 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 space anymore by going back to said you know church because they don't like gay people and um of course that didn't sit well with me but when you seek salvation and you seek god god will meet you wherever he needs to be to make it happen for for himself and and to manifest himself back into our lives and that's exactly what happened with me so I want to make sure that people who are tuning in tonight understand something very important. Let's confess. Let's you confess. Mess. Your mess. Can we confess? Let's confess our mess. Addiction 
is a curable condition. That's the important thing that I want to make sure that people who are listening to tonight's testimony on Genesis Wack Radio are able to leave with is that um, if you are in prison with addiction, and it is a prison, trust me, I know, I was incarcerated for over 30 years. That's a very long time to be incarcerated in one's own body and mind in a negative uh, capacity. Uh, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you are seriously considering being sober, you must understand that there are rules that will make it possible for you to be clean, clear, um, and just able to make the right choices to live your best life. Uh, I wish I could, uh, gosh, I wish I could show you the before and then, you know, be here at the same time with you so you could feel what this feels like and how important it is um, that you understand your own importance and your own value and your own worth and how you have a right to live a really joyous and happy life as much as possible. Rain is going to fall for a reason because we need the rain in order for us to have those days of nourishment be um, longer than the days of rain. Um, when we got 40 days of rain, we know we are back at the whole Noah thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Rain serves its purpose, so no life is going to be perfect, but being uh, sober really guarantees, and I say the word guarantee because it fits, being sober guarantees that you will be able to deal with life's challenges and be able to preserve your joy and your um, mental health and your physical state of being uh, at a higher level much higher than you've ever been able to do before your sobriety. Trust me, it's an evolution thing. You don't go um, backwards in any way. You go up and you go forward. You go forward and you go upward. And that's where I'm at. So let's talk about um, the dangers of uh, getting stuck in the past. I, for one, am a huge Marvel fan. Um, I love comic books have always been a highly imaginative, hypersensitive uh, human being or, or being in general. And so those type of um, storylines and the artistry with those storylines, um, they just really touched my heart and I connected with them at a very young age, um, as most folk do. Um, you know, I'm born hypersensitive. And uh, for a lot of people that hear that, they automatically start to uh, compare. And that's the thing we should never do with each other is compare our gifts, our blessings, our anointments with one another. Because what your purpose is in life is different from what my purpose in life is supposed to be. We can come together and help each other um, achieve you know, uh, the different purposes as friends and, you know, family should, but there's still different purposes for the same 
plan the will of God. I am a firm believer in Yahweh, and therefore I have learned from having faith in Yahweh, Yahweh that I love with every fiber of my being, and Yeshua, the King of us all, who thought enough of me, I ain't even going to put nobody else in that, in this category, because um, this is about me and Yeshua, and my faith, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not a priest, so I'll use it in these terms. I couldn't have a better hero than Yeshua. I couldn't have a better hero than Yeshua. You couldn't have a better hero than Yeshua if you read what the story entails for everybody and what the mission was. Every comic book fan in the world, every, um, who doesn't love a great victory, a heroic odyssey? You know what I mean? Where the, the protagonist overcomes all of the shit that was thrown at them. And at the end of the day, uh, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, did that for me. I really believe that that is something that was done with me in mind. Especially looking at how I live. I've lived my life so far. I needed, I needed that kind of sacrifice. Trust me, and most of us out here do. Um, but anyway, I digress. It's real stuff. You hear me? And um, I've learned through my love of Yeshua and Yahweh and the Holy Spirit not to make the past um, my home. I don't live in the past anymore. Oh God, I would get up every day when I was using and um, even mentally for some period after I had stopped drinking because my mental instability did not fully stabilize until about a year or two after I had stopped drinking. And um, these are things that need to be talked about because people, I don't know what the expectations are, but people need to be realistic about how um, treatment works and how you know you can fall off the fall off the wagon so to speak in one aspect and ride the wagon like a rodeo pro in another aspect and that's what happened i never had a drink again in like seven eight years but i've had mental um breakdowns uh you know shortly after getting sober um, for about Two years mostly because I was dealing with triggers from my past I real quick lost everything I was able to maintain barely maintain a residence in Brooklyn for almost 30 years in a in a, a more um, a more well-fitting area than where I am now um, I had to come back I made the decision to come back where I am now um, as an offer from my father who is no longer here he transitioned in 2018 um, and it was at the time seemingly the right choice because I was definitely afraid of shelters and um, you know the interesting thing about that is that had I gone into a shelter I might have had more opportunities available so that's something I want to put out there for people who um, may be scared to to do it like I was um, do it if you can get yourself into a shelter on a temporary basis the city 
has a wealth of get back on your feet financial and housing opportunities for you um, as part of uh, you know you completing that experience and so I didn't do that I came back home here to Fort Wayne, Brooklyn and as a result um, ended up staying with my father who unfortunately um, was uh, a very mentally ill human being and completely overwrought with alcohol addiction and sex addiction too he was just out of his mind with that unfortunately and um you know i was clearly my father's son uh at one point in my life for many years it's funny how you can become the thing you claim to hate if you're not careful and so um that's what happened to me essentially speaking in a lot of ways i'm responsible for my own actions and my own behavior and clearly have um, lived my pet pet penance you know I, 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 I paid my dues as a result of being that person so this isn't a, a, a blame thing this is an observation a healthy mental observation that took place in order for me to get well and so moving back home um, was really torturous for me because my dad um, under the guise of being um, hospitable and gracious and loving and all of that proceeded to torture the hell out of me once I did finally settle back into this um, arrangement the apartment that he lived in for over 50 years and um, it was really horrible for me and so mentally I back I, I had some breakdowns um, because the triggers that I needed to deal with uh, were still in place and they were more um, deadly than ever before because my father unfortunately being the trigger um, had proceeded to be uh, negative in the ways that you know that almost killed me in dealing with the effects that it had on my life him being so sick uh, mentally and uh, with alcohol that uh, it really was it, it almost killed me a second time to be honest with you um, I shoplift while I was here um, and mind you there were triggers uh, here um, that I came back to with my father surrounding the origins of um, my mental illness that things have an origin it's, that's another thing that's that's gonna be for another episode but I'm telling you what I know people in dealing and looking with their reputation versus their sobriety which is what tonight's testimony on Jonas Swag Radio is about I should remember something really important that came to me through um, the blessing of prophecy I follow a, a huge prophet of God Bishop T.D. T.D. Jakes and whenever I bring up a prophet in any of my um, testimonies it does not mean that the prophet is pro-LGBTQTI, elemental PQRST. It doesn't mean that at all. I'm at a level of faith and awareness in my relationship with Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit that I trust them so much and without question that if they lead me to a source 
for information that is going to enlighten my soul and make me closer to God and more of an enlightened spirit and elevated spirit, I'm down with it. And I will go there and I will receive that message. And I will even, in most parts, love the messenger, even though that messenger may hate the hell out of me because of their uh, discrimination against LGBTQ. Uh, T people. There you have it. So what I learned from this amazing prophet was the um, observation that people focus on when um, judging other people and the mistakes that a person can make in one's life in general, let alone being an addict, somebody who, you know, lives it out uh, every time the flare-up takes place and it you know it's on and popping over and over and over and over again that's a lot of ammunition for people and that's a lot of degradation for somebody who's um, dedicated to being sober to overcome but I'm gonna tell you what prayer did for me it led me to sources of information um, very similar to what I'm going to share with you, which I got from Bishop Jakes, about how people uh, judge. And when they do judge others, they tend to stick only with the what, the what that happened, the what of the of the uh, scenario. And when he said that, I, I was able to receive it in my spirit and say, you know, okay, so I know from getting busted doing shoplifting during one of my triggers, um, the what was the whole thing. I mean, you had me on camera doing the what. I had the what in my possession in a shopping cart. And um, I had to confess that to what I did so the what's and the what's and the what's were that was it but there was no interest in why <laughs> there was no interest or concern in that situation as to why I was there and when I when I share this testimony with you I just want you to know it's not like I'm trying to set my own trap I'm not I'm very covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and very strong in the conviction of sharing my truth as it relates to helping folk and hopefully giving you what you need um, spiritual food like I receive spiritual food every day looking for it and asking for it so that you can heal yourself and avoid traps or triggers as they're more commonly known and so my dad being the first experience I ever had with theft my dad stole from me as a young my first job I had my first bank book I was very happy and wanted to share my achievement with him and made the mistake of going home um, with the book, the past book, because back in the day you had they had books of uh, recorded ledger books, little small books where you you know you did your thing, receipt books, but they were like more more uh, 
how do you say it? They were more steady back then. You had the, you know, they were in like that press fake leather, and you had the whole logo on front of the book, and your numbers were in there, your checking account, savings account. And so I showed my dad the book. I was like, yo, I got this new job. I was so happy, and it was related to another gift of mine, which is being an artist. I was working at a design shop. Uh, fashion design shop designing appliques and you know I was, I was you know I was in my lane as a young dude at that point and my dad unfortunately um, with his inability to you know to parent properly uh, while I was at work one day went through my things because my book was not laying out on the you know out in the open found the book took it into his room and then proceeded to keep it under lock and key in a lockbox where I could not, you know. It was really devastating to me um, back then and it had a huge impact on my life. And um, he proceeded to repeat this procedure with um, some other important achievements of mine. and. Um, it got so bad that the lockbox, which was in a contained uh, nightstand, a portable lockbox, uh, he put a lock on his door and it just started this whole process for me of being spiritually corrupt and, and having an introduction to, to theft and knowing what it felt like to be a victim and also acting um, corruptly towards other people in other situations with that being, um, you know, uh, an addiction, kind of. It made me feel good, um, you know, under a, a mental, mentally unstable mindset. You know, like my father's trigger with me when I returned home as a, an, an, a man of 50 years old, person of 50 years old, it triggered me so hard that I might as well have been in my teens because I got to work early. Um, so it was like my late teens, early 20s when I had that passbook. But my dad pushed all the right buttons verbally. And we're going to go into the power of words in a minute. I'm going to transition out of this just to let you all know that um, it was really a monumental, heroic thing that I did with God, with Yahweh and Yeshua, the Holy Spirit, to pick myself up out of the, the grime and the muck and to be worthy in the eyes of God to not have to do that. Not have to feel so... I mean, the motivation behind shoplifting and death isn't one of arrogance, wasn't one of arrogance or superiority or um, sociopathic behavior along those lines it was from me feeling unworthy of uh, having what that person had and better for myself according to what my needs would be had I been in touch with myself in a positive way okay that's what that was about and every time I did it 
I called myself getting back at something. And the something was related to the incident that happened, uh, you know, in my teens, over 40 something years ago. That's why it's important that as you go through life and you want to go forward, you must learn how to process your past and leave your past where it belongs. You, I, whoever, we've got to be able to be brave enough to get our, like our Lord of the Rings shit on, find our posse, our therapists, our psychiatrists, our very good close friends. If you do have a spiritual mentor that you can trust, because again, I have a thing with labels, and just because you have a label don't mean you are right for the job. And so I say this because if you're able to get yourself on that um, odyssey, on that journey towards claiming a new future for yourself, it's no different from any kind of Marvel cartoon or TV show. It, it's epic shit. It's epic. And you want to get your um, shire on with your, you know, your hobbit buddies and you want to be able to slay the dragon and dragon is your past and your addiction that came out of your past how about that addiction for people who are not in the know because i thought i was in the know because i was an addict but i was not in full knowledge thereof or full awareness addiction primarily speaking at a base level is when we condition our minds and our mindset is fixated on avoiding hurtful and um, painful, disappointing things or situations, people, places, things, or combination thereof. And we use our mental capacity for pleasure. Because we have a pleasure principle designed. We were designed to be joyous, loving human beings. Who knew that shit? I didn't know that. Honey, being black and being gay, who knew joy was a part of that? With all that shit, you know, you have to deal with in between those two things. Who knew? So, um, getting pleasure... To, you know, to put out the fire of the pain that you experience required um, access to medicine, chemicals. And um, the euphoria that was felt or that I experienced became addictive. You want to be in on cloud nine. Because cloud nine feels better than, you know, reality. The inability to shapeshift your reality is so, in your mind, so, uh, it's the biggest and the most scariest monster you've ever seen. So you don't go, you don't, you don't fight it. You think you're fighting it. You're like, oh, hell with that person. I don't know. And then you get drunk and then you act out and you be, you know, it's all about fighting the dragon. 
you know, slaying the dragon while you're drunk. That's what addiction is. I'm going to go in and slay that dragon, but I'm going to feel so damn good while I'm doing it. And it just becomes a toxic nightmare. And so, um, I got my posse together. I got my Hobbit thing going. I went with the power of prayer. The Lord led me to being rational enough to seek psychotherapy. This is all done hand in hand with Yahweh. And that's why people need to really like take a step back and listen to some of this testimony and others like it when you see God at work for another of his children whom society has labeled less than um, the whole gay and black thing. Okay? I was no different to the Heavenly Father. And, and the Heavenly Father has said to me through Yahweh, um, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, that my labels and the labels of my people, because this is how I received the prophet, the, the spiritual prophecy of it, tell your people that the labels mean nothing. They only tend to further pull us apart from each other, and they totally separate us from God, from the love of God. The love and the discipline and, the, you know, the daddy ship, the real daddy ship, mommy ship that uh, Yahweh is, is, you know, that's real pure love. You can't go wrong with that. And being gay has nothing to do with it in regards to how we are seen by our creator. Okay. So addiction is when we get stuck on that process. We don't want to deal with the pain. We don't want to deal with what happens to us um, or, or, or what happened to us or what is continuing to happen to us. We would rather go on a joyride, a chemical joyride, and it lasts, you know, for a short period of time. We try to stretch that shit out. Um, and in doing so, we wreck our lives and we often kill ourselves in the process. And... Um, Dealing with the past is very, very powerful healing. Um, it may be, it's right underneath finding a relationship with God. Because when you do embrace Yahweh, the true Yahweh relationship, you understand the rebirth process of what happened with his beloved son. It all makes sense. Look, I was gay, I was black, but God, Yahweh, uh, and the Holy Spirit had no problem with taking me in and saying, look, this is what happened, this is why it happened. Again, when we are addicts and when we are being accused by people who witness our ill behavior, um, they focus in on the what? Just like with the shoplifting. It's the what, the what you did, what you had, what what was recorded, what you had on to, what you confessed to. Those are the what's. The why's have nothing to do with it. Healing from um, addiction requires us to, and thank you, Bishop James. Oh, I love you for this. Healing incorporates a combination of uh, the why. Put the why in there. Put the why in there. Put it in there. Every time 
you are accused of having done something by someone in your past and even if it's you looking yourself in the mirror know why you did it don't get stuck on the why and don't get stuck on the what but know both not one without the other because if you stay in the what you'll never heal because you'll always be the criminal without any reason for rhyme or reason there's a there's a reason why you do what you do there's a reason why we do what we do and that's what therapy is all about is um getting us in the practice by committing to um a program that connects us with the what and the why there you go and that is such a successful um game plan and it works without question Yahweh is the what and the why the I keep going back to Yahweh because I love my Yahweh and I love my Yeshua I don't care if y'all don't if you're uncomfortable with that I'm sorry you you really are going to have a hard time sticking with um, gender swag and Clarence K. Johnson because they are my everything the Yahweh the Yeshua and the Holy Spirit and um you sitting with me right now what can I tell you um, faith is a beautiful thing and if you can incorporate your faith first and, first and foremost like I did or was blessed to be able to do you will succeed and you will end up on the other side of addiction and you will have a elevated understanding of what um, being clear spiritually is all about because that's what um, sobriety is is a clarity a, a, a cleansing and a clarity you're clear on what is going on and you're clear on why it's happening and you're not running away trying to get a quick fix from a bottle a pill or um, carnal pleasure eating sex stealing you know, these are all things that can really mess you up in the end because it's focusing in on the what and not the why. It's avoiding the why is what it does. Why are you pigging out? Why are you shoplifting? Why are you prostituting yourself? Why are you in that K-hole, you know, letting your body be used like... I like, and you know, I'm in a, I'm in a process right now with uh, me publicly revisiting my humor. I'm a very humorous guy. I love humor. I've always been a funny dude and always able to make people laugh during the worst um, crises. And even my so-called friends who, who left me high and dry, they know if they know nothing else about me they know that that's the gift that was transferred in connection with me being in their lives um, and in some cases it was returned but not not on the same level I'm just going to put it like <laughs> very few people made me yuck yuck to the point of where I was healing and uh, that's what I'm working on right now I need more funny, funny cool people in my life um what I'm trying to tell you is that get your posture together, go for your treatment, um, stay out of the past, man. When you get up in the morning and you start reliving, it's not like you turn it on a Marvel Scarlet Witch episode 
you are turning on some real um, negative shit. And every time you turn on the negativities of your past and negative situations, encounters, and there was no win that worked in anybody's favor, that energy of that episode stays with you. And it's fresh the minute you accept it into your mind and it's fresh into your spirit. It's just fresh. And um, I've learned through prayer how to let that stuff come up if it does. And I've developed my skill set through my relationship primarily with Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit to the point of where I go, no, no, mm-mm. That ain't me no more. I am the head, formerly the tail, which is another biblical saying that I absolutely love because it's so true in the spiritual sense. The head, no longer the tail. I already dealt with that. That has been dealt with, and I need not think about it ever again. Ever again. The only time I'm willing to discuss my past is in these moments of testimony where I know with uh, out a shadow of a doubt that the Lord is with me and no weapon formed against me shall prosper and I am covered by the miraculous precious blood of Jesus Christ for those of you out there who just heard those words and are truly offended and laughing and thinking that I'm a psychopath I don't blame you um, but I just know that you are not uh, fully experienced as a human being you're you're not able to give yourself the opportunity to evolve um it happened for me being a gay black man in uh you know the world that we live in and uh i had to let go of my labels i had to let go of my past i i had to come to god as clarence k johnson i decided to keep that name because i you know i'm named after my father but I came without the label. God told me there are no labels in heaven. There are no black people in heaven. There's no gay people, lesbians, all those label stuff. That's all y'all. Um, I have my kids up here with me. That's the way the Lord put it. You are all my children. You come up here. If you are up here with me, that's how you will perceive. I don't look at my kids as black children, white children, Indian, uh, Mexican, Chinese. They're, the Holy Spirit said that to me. So anyway, I'm going to end this show on that note. There will be some music attached to this episode. Um, I haven't picked it out beforehand, but I'm sure it's going to be really nice uh, what gets put in. And hopefully you have enjoyed this uh, episode of Testimony on Gender Swag Radio. Again, my name is Clarence K. Johnson. And um, if you want to help us grow... Um, Gender Swag, as I said before at the beginning, hopefully I did say that, is love beyond labels. And um, one of my big goals is to use my anointment of music as a musician, as an artist, as a speaker, and um, a human being who cares about other human beings. I want to share um, my gifts with people who are in crisis, like I always do. Um, so there's an art gallery and gift shop that's uh, up on the internet and I want to take the bulk of what's there in um, the t-shirt, hat, bag, uh, even some wall art and stuff like that 
and go like Santa Claus to the different um, treatment facilities, the mental health uh, treatment facilities, as well as the recovery facilities, um, and share my testimony, but also leave some love behind with the notebooks and things, because people need to be inspired, and what we see, we often can believe a lot quicker. Faith is um, believing without seeing, but in the sense of recovery from crises such as addiction and um, mental health, having uh, a charm of, of that nature, a t-shirt, a hat, a bag, a notebook where you can write down your, your thoughts that has um, really wonderful, I'm just going to say it because I love it, what God has given me, artwork on on you said product is a good thing but i want to be able to do it for free i don't want anybody who is actively involved in their own treatment to have to pay for any of my product but you do have to be in that program you got to be in it to win it in order to receive the gifts i'll make the decisions when that is not um necessary but that's the game plan and i need money to do it I am officially licensed 501c3 in, here in New York, and um, any donation you receive, I receive uh, is tax deductible up to a point. I got to look into that, but we are licensed as a 501c3 here in the state of New York. Um, PayPal.me slash GenderSwagMedia, uh, Cash App, our Cash App um, thing is uh, dollar sign. <laughs> Dollar sign gender swag G E N D E R S W A G, and then we have Zelle for now, um, which you can access through your bank. Um, and the email attached to the Zelle is gender swag you at gmail.com. So G E N D E R S W A G Y O U at gmail.com. Um, there will be a Patreon site set up for the radio show. There's three shows, y'all. There's um, Fire, which is up already. Um, if you want to uh, go and catch Gender Swag Radio, where uh, our home station is um, Anchor.fm, uh, Anchor.fm slash Gender Swag hyphen Radio, um, which is directly related to Spotify. So you would need the Spotify app for that. And um, any music that's attached in the Music Talk version is the video version. And the music talk version, you would have to um, be a premier member of Spotify in order to hear the full track. But you will get like 30 seconds of it um, as a regular non-premier member. But Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon uh, Audible. We are on all of those things. So all you have to do is look up Gender Swag Radio to find this episode and all the upcoming episodes. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Testimony on Gender Swag Radio. Bye-bye. Let's confess our mess. Can we confess? Let's confess our mess. Let's confess our mess.